Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the Power, to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic. 
regarded our planet with envious eyes. Perception is the key, and the heart yeah. is the solution. Heart perception will change everything. I'm Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. And check out our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. For a full list of all of our past shows, you can download and stream when you subscribe to the archive, which will also give you access to the montages and my books in digital form on the website. You'll also find my books on the website, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir that are available in softcover. And you'll find our top news section on the website that I keep updated very simply just in a couple of links, little blue links for all the top news stories. And I place in that top news archive all of the things that we talk about on the show. And a lot of times I put myself outside of the show and I think if I was listening to this person talk, would it be something that one is believable? Not that I'm trying to make what I'm talking about more believable than it is, but just that I want to come off as professional in terms of how I present the information and where I get it from. So when I read something that's just baffling or that's just incredible, I link it up on the top news section of the website. Or if it's really a big story, something that I can get a copy of digitally, I can always email it to you if the link disappears. Because I have just next to my desk here a huge stack of files in this big box. I've got all these papers and I, I kind of mix and match for different shows when I want, let's call it, evidence and proof of supporting the theme of the show. And last night I was laying in bed a little bit and I was talking to my friend from Canada, Teresa, who's actually been on the show before. And Teresa and I were talking about what's going on up in British Columbia, Canada. I should just have her on the show so she can talk about it, but she was saying that things in Canada are more naked. She didn't say naked, but the way she described it, she said that things were a little bit more naked than they are here in the United States. Because in Canada, they're, they're sort of openly talking about internment camps for people that don't take vaccines, internment camps for people who don't participate. Essentially, what, what it is, is in the so-called Great Reset, Trudeau, has said that they will participate in the Great Reset. And then after Trudeau said that, in the United States, the New York Times said there is no Great Reset. And then I just bought a book by Klaus Schwab entitled The Great Reset, where he talks about how they're going to do it. So they can say it's not real, but there's a book. Uh, he actually wrote another book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution. Uh, they've written a lot of books, and they have websites, and they tell you what they're doing. And they tell you how they're going to do it. Of course, if you read Klaus Schwab's book, COVID-19, The Great Reset, Klaus Schwab says something to the effect of, COVID-19 has provided us with an opportunity to do things that, you know, we're just imagining now with this opportunity that we can do these things, that we can reset the world and we can use technology to control things and make our lives easier. 
It's like, really? COVID-19 allows you to do that? He wrote this in June from the World Economic Forum. And I'm reading this thinking like, okay, um, I probably have quite a superficial knowledge of uh, geopolitical matters, but I know that one of the things that they've done is they planned this great reset, just like the UN's sustainable development goals, the 17 goals, Agenda 2030, like they have a sustainability website for the UN and it says all this stuff. I mean, I, I have the sustainability goals in my book, Food Philosophy, to end it. That's how the book ends. And then the book, The Technological Elixir that I wrote, begins with a overview of how food philosophy ended. So those two books kind of merge together. You start with food, and then you get into the climate, you get into sustainability, and then it takes you into technology and artificial intelligence. And then if you want to understand all the symbolism and the, and, and the archetypes and the myths and the, and, and the things that relate to, um, I guess you could say, our human experience of philosophy, theology, etc., that's in my book, Occult Arcana. So I did that intentionally in the books, but I wrote that in the book. Like I wrote that technology book like five years ago, six years ago or something. And there's stuff in there about smart dust. And it's not new, but, you know, a lot of people think that none of this exists. And I told the story last week. I did a show called One Shot, Two Shot, Three Shot More about inoculation, about vaccines. And I, I think I mentioned on that show that I went into a grocery store I haven't been into for a while. And I got into this discussion with these two different people. One was a manager for sure. I don't know if the other guy was a manager, but at least one manager. And I had gotten into a discussion with a second manager too at that time. But I I, I just kind of explained to them why I wasn't wearing a mask, how the mask mandate in the state of New York was over. And I started talking to them about the PCR test. And I started talking to them about other things related to that. And the guy said to me, he said, well, you can read anything on the Internet. You can read anything on you know, social media. And I, I was a little bit insulted by that. But then I have to realize, you know, the average person, that's where they get their information. So I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I, I pull articles from social media, but I go check them, check the source where it's coming from. And I don't necessarily believe the New York Times. But when the New York Times, this big globalist anti-human publication is saying, uh, yeah, those tests are faulty. Uh, yeah, 90% of the positives are false in the state of New York. Then I, my, my ears perk up a little bit. I listen. So I was explaining this to this guy, and you could tell that he, the one guy was fried. I mean, it, first of all, this is like a, like a hippie grocery store. All right. So even their commercials, they like get high and they dress up like fruit and vegetables and they dance around. So I'm not getting through to that guy, but the manager, he wasn't high, right? And he was, he was listening. He's like, you could just get this on social media. And I said, yeah, you could. I said, but I don't get my information from social media. I get it from like reading the sources, from reading the medical studies, from reading the scientific reports, et cetera. And then he looks at me. He doesn't really say anything. And that, that made me, I mean, that's kind of stuck with me a little bit because it made me realize well, that's where a lot of people get their information. I mean, they could be pro or anti anything. They could be pro anti abortion, pro anti vaccine, pro anti lockdown, pro anti mask, whatever you want to call it. I'm not pro or anti anything. I'm let's address the information for what it is. Like people ask me, are you pro or anti abortion? And I say, I'm both and neither. Well, you got to pick one. You got to be pro or anti. Well, I'm not really anti abortion or pro abortion. I'm just, let's look at the situation. 
I'm definitely anti don't take responsibility for yourself, get pregnant a bunch of times and have an abortion because you don't have the wherewithal to have protection. I'm anti that. but, 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 you know, I don't think you can reduce it to a binary system of ones and zeros. I don't think life is that simplistic in this particular regard when it comes to topics like that. And I think it's the same thing for the subject of a vaccine. And so in putting myself on the outside, I listen to this show and I think, well, if I were listening to the secret teachings, I would probably think sometimes that, well, there's no way this guy isn't insane. And there's no way that this guy is getting like all this. In- How's he getting this information? Like, How does he know all this? And a lot of people, I think, they balloon their ego with that, I- with that idea, with that notion. And so they make up these stories. But they got insiders and they got special information, special access to things. And, and here's the reality. Uh, they don't. Most of them don't. Like if you talk, we've talked with Bill Binney, the former head of the National Security Agency. Yeah, he's got connections. And like, yeah, I have connections to a lot of, a lot of people. I have a lot of connections to scientists and doctors and people like that we've had on the show before. So yeah, I have those kinds of connections and people will tell me things. But often the, the most um, important information that anybody ever gives me is just from a listener who lives somewhere else around the world and tells me, hey, this is what's happening in Australia or my friend, Teresa, this is what's happening in Canada. And our news isn't reporting that. And unless you have you know, someone that you know who lives in Canada who gives you that information and you have a platform to, to talk about it, nobody's going to find out. So I was thinking about what I talked to Teresa about. And I was thinking about something that she had said, but it had also been on my mind for, for it's been on my mind for weeks prior. And it's about this vaccine for COVID. And, and we've heard probably now for a, a clean six months. You've heard from people of, of, a, of a different number of camps. Um, you get people that believe, okay, the vaccine is a good thing and it will stop the pandemic and we can all go back to normal or whatever normal is now. You get other people who think, okay, got the vaccine going to stop the pandemic but we'll still need to have the masks and the social distancing and those two camps are kind of like one is evolutionary of the other one because at the beginning we were told vaccines will stop it then we were told vaccines will stop it but we still need to do the the anti-human disconnection from reality thing and so then you have other people that are like well i'm really skeptical of it but I, and I think it's because they don't know enough about it. And they're like, well, maybe I'll take it. Maybe I won't. I guess I'll have to take it to, to keep my job, right? Or f- to fly even, because that's what they're going to do. The New York State's uh, Bar Association has recommended the state legislature to pass a mandatory vaccine law if enough people don't take the vaccine. Um, New York and California and Oregon, uh, Washington State will probably be some of the states that do it first. And then you have other states like Florida that do the exact opposite. And and the governor of Florida just said everything is completely wide open. Go to work. Live your lives. And they don't have bodies piled up in the streets in Florida. Uh, people are dying of normal, everyday things. And the flu deaths have completely disappeared. I think most of you know this and are aware of this. But in the state of New York, 
even like last night we talked about on the show COVID Commander, which I thought was one of the best shows I've ever done. If you didn't listen to COVID Commander, I'm putting that show out for free on Facebook, on the website at thesecretteachings.info. And we talked about how the Supreme Court ruled that Cuomo, the governor here in New York, or he's not really a governor at this point. He is a uh, an individual who has the perception of power, who has committed treason and has violated his oath of office. And that's not hyperbolic. He said that you can't get together and worship. And the, the Supreme Court in New York, New York and the federal Supreme Court, they, they've all ruled, like, you can't do this, period. And the Supreme Court of the United States ruled that you can't force people apart from religious gatherings. And then this morning, I wake up, and Cuomo said that the Supreme Court's ruling is, quote, irrelevant. Okay, y- you are no longer the governor. I, the state legislature needs to, like they're doing in Michigan to Whitmer, they need to in, uh, have impeachment proceedings against Cuomo. It's The Supreme Court's irrelevant. What country do you think you live in, dude? What country do you think you're a, a state? Do you, what, where do you think you're a governor? So it's irrelevant, he says. And, and, and you know, I think that's also the attitude. People that want to do what they want to do and they don't care about the information that might be persuasive, persuasive and important, they just do it and they don't care. And when you talk to somebody and they start telling you about what their beliefs are, what their views are, it's just as difficult to speak with someone who tells you, well, Ryan, you know that this vaccine that's coming out, it's going to have nanotechnology in it. It's going to have nanites in it. It's going to have all this stuff in it. It's going to implant microchips in you, and it's going to do all that. I mean, you've heard probably everything. I don't believe that. Only in the sense that there's no need to vaccinate people to put whatever people think nanites are. Like nano is just a size. So nano can be like a nanoparticulate. It can be metal, which is used in geoengineering programs. Uh, Nano is small. Yes, it can be a nanobot. Like it can be a little tiny machine that replicates but that's not what nano means. Like, it doesn't mean robot. It just means na- it means small. That's, it's the size that matters. Size does matter in the nano world. So when people start telling me, oh, they're going to have this and that and this and that and this and that and this, okay, based on what? And then they can't show me what it's based on. And so I find myself in a position where if I talk to someone at the grocery store and this manager at this grocery store, uh, this place called Lori's here in, well, I'm in Bloomfield, but they're in Rochester, New York. He says, well, you're just getting your information from social media. Anybody can say anything on social media. And that was really telling because that means that guy gets his information from social media. And if it's something that he agrees with in his little digital eco cha- uh, echo chamber, then it's something that is his reality. But if he doesn't agree with it, oh, you must have read that on social media. It's like, no, I, I'm reading through literally like thousands of news articles a week. Um, I think I have an idea of what I'm talking about, but that's really irrelevant. The point is, I'm looking at the, the information, like where it's coming from. And I have an issue 
communicating with people like that. But I also have an issue communicating with people on the other side. Like if I was having this conversation with the manager and someone else who kind of agreed with me was standing there, they might start saying things like, and they're going to use a vaccine and they're going to have an, it's an RNA DNA vaccine. They're going to change your DNA, put nanobots in your body. I'd be like, eh, I don't know if I agree with that either. So I'm not really in a camp per se. I'm not really of a belief And I don't want to say, because it sounds cliche and it sounds quite cheesy, that I am interested in facts. And I'm interested in data. And I'm interested in actual science. And both sides, all sides typically say that one side more than the other. Trust the science. Rely on the science. Trust the data. Really? Well, When my son was born at the hospital, they didn't trust the science, the data, or the law. They couldn't show me the law. They couldn't explain to me the law. They couldn't tell me anything about the science. It's just a giant mirage. So I go and I find the so-called, you know, science. And just for example, I have in front of me a CDC 2019 coronal or corona, not coronavirus. Hey, maybe, maybe the sun started this virus, kind of like that movie, uh, was the Maze Runner or something? Coronal virus, Freudian slip. The coronavirus, real-time PT-PCR diagnostic panel. I pulled that from the CDC, and then the Global Influenza Program, non-pharmaceutical public health measures for mitigating the risk and impact of epidemic and pandemic influenza from, dun-dun-dun-dun, the World Health Organization. So that's their official view on how to mitigate transmission of things like the flu. I pulled a quality control investigation on vaccines from the International Journal of Vaccines and Vaccination and a couple of other articles and some stuff we're going to get into about evil dust or what was Julian Assange called it evil dust or smart dust here in a little bit. And this is all going to come together quite nicely tonight. And I think it's a very unique show and I don't think that you're going to hear this anywhere else. I'm my my intention. I like to communicate my intention. My intention is to be 100% objective tonight, just like every night, but tonight especially because there's a lot of confusion around these topics and there's a tremendous amount of disinformation and misinformation, willful or otherwise, that just kind of circulates on the internet. And a lot of the time, I find people that will take a source of information and they won't really read it. They'll just take a little piece out of it and say, well, this is what... They say, well, yeah, sure, they said it, but you're missing some details there. And the CDC, government agencies, will do the same thing with their own information because they put the, the truth there, but then they extract something out of context so they can create this, this alternate reality, this alternate perception. So the idea that vaccines are going to contain nanobots and nanotechnology and all the well sure they might contain nanotechnology because that's where vaccine manufacturing has been heading for a while in fact the defense advanced research projects agency darpa which if you don't know they're a branch of the pentagon and they've developed some terrifying weapons darpa awarded moderna you know moderna vaccine manufacturer $56 million to enable small-scale rapid mobile manufacturing of nucleic acid vaccines and therapeutics. Okay, so this is official. So they are working on 
nucleic acid vaccines. And the award was part of DARPA's Nucleic Acids On-Demand Worldwide Initiative to develop a medical countermeasure manufacturing platform. Okay, well, no one really mentioned that it's based on that. So I'm missing a little bit of information there when people tell me it's an RNA vaccine. It's got nanobots in it. Okay, well, this uh, quality control investigation on vaccines in the International Journal of Vax, uh, Vaccines and Vaccination, uh, they found that there were uh, inorganic synthetic materials that were nano in size, and they found these in vaccinations. And this was a couple of years ago. I can read you the headline again so you can go find it for yourself. Quality control investigations on vaccines, micro and nano contamination. And the results of this study say the investigation verified the physical chemical composition of the vaccines considered according to the inorganic component as declared by the producer. Here's where it gets interesting. In detail, we verified the presence of saline and aluminum salts, but further presence of micro, submicro, and nano-sized inorganic foreign bodies ranging from 10 nm to about 10 microns was identified in all cases whose presence was not declared in the leaflets delivered in the package of the product. So there are nanites, in a sense, in vaccinations, according to this report from 2017. So that part's true. And DARPA just gave millions of dollars to Moderna to work on a nucleic acid vaccine. So that part's true. And there's a um, former Harvard professor, uh, Derek Rossi, who in 2010 kind of discovered uh, by accident a, uh, a way to manufacture uh, some kind of uh, implantable biochip. It was funded by DARPA as well to use messenger ribonucleic acid or mRNA to rewrite the instructions to produce the kinds of cells in your body. It's basically a synthetic form of, of, of genomic production in a way, uh, like Harvard got together in 2016 and discussed. So this is real, but how real is it? And do you really need a vaccine to put nanotech in the body when the particles are so small, you can spray them in the air and they're just present like smart dust? Or like Ray Kurzweil said, nanobots will infuse all the matter around us. You don't need a vaccine to do it, which makes me question what that vaccine really is beyond merely sterilization or nanobots. Maybe the vaccine doesn't really matter. Wouldn't that be kind of creepy? The vaccine really isn't even harmful. Maybe it's for something else. We'll talk about that when we come back. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out The Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's The Fringe FM. If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show... Sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. 
You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing Montage Archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, Ryan, and yourself. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStreamLive is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Why listen to The Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Root brings you everything occult with lighting the void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on The Fridge FM. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. out there and so are we ktlk digital broadcasting the fringe fm the secret teachings is the middle ground between the mainstream and alternative between the official story and clickbait conspiracy it lies between man's lack of critical thinking and his acknowledgement of discovering the patterns of nature. This is a radio show of objective analysis from the occult to pop conspiracy and health. A show we call The Secret Teachings. You can catch the broadcast Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM, thefringe.fm, and www.thesecretteachings.info. People wake up out there. What's wrong with you, man? I've been drinking the water. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy. This is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. You can catch the show Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe. Check out our website at thesecretteachings.info for more information, our archive, montages, and more. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA. If you've never read The Pentagon's Brain by Annie Jacobson, that's a really great book on the history of DARPA you might want to check out. DARPA has given... Moderna, the company manufacturing a COVID vaccine, $56 million to enable small-scale rapid mobile manufacturing of nucleic acid vaccines and therapeutics. And if you go back to 2010, there was a Canadian scientist named Derek Rossi, a retired Harvard professor now, who claimed that he found a way to, quote, reprogram the molecules that carry the genetic instructions for cell development in the human body, not to mention all biological life forms. This is very similar to what we talked about on Monday's show, Synth City, about the Human Genome Project, the Brain Mapping Initiative, and the Biogenome Project, leading to the creation of synthetic brains, plants, intelligences, AI, genomes, humans, and animals. An attempt being made to replace organic life with synthetic life by fusing the latter with tiny little machines capable of reprogramming matter. Ray Kurzweil from Google wrote, nanobots will infuse all the matter around us with the information. Rocks, trees, everything will become these intelligent creatures. And to take it a step further, we're not going into this today, but Monday we talked about Samsung's 6G digital sub-reality, where organic life has been replicated in a digital form and controlled in this virtual reality by machines. That's what Samsung said. But Derek Rossi in 2010 made this announcement that he found a way to reprogram the molecules RNA Messenger ribonucleic acid, or mRNA. And an ability to rewrite those instructions to produce any kind of cell within a biological organism. To radically alter and to change the body. He said, quote, The real important discovery here was you could now use mRNA, and if you got it into the cells, then you could get the mRNA to express any protein in the cells And this was the big thing. So they're talking about rewriting genetic code in what amounts to real time based on these messenger RNA or ribonucleic acid. DARPA funded this Canadian scientist and Harvard professor an implantable biochip to detect COVID-19. Um, it comes, I'm not quite sure if they, they funded Derek Rosie directly, but they funded his research. Uh, because when he discovered this, now DARPA has funded this 
implantable biochip to detect COVID-19. This article from Zero Hedge says, As early as 2006, DARPA was already researching how to identify viral upper respiratory pathogens through its Predicting Health and Disease program, which led to the creation of the agency's Biological Technologies Office, BTO. In 2014, DARPA's BTO launched its In Vivo Nano Platforms program, which researchers researches implantable nanotechnologies leading to the development of hydrogel, which is a nanotechnology whose inventor early on boasted that if it pans out with approval from the FDA, then consumers could get the sensors implanted in their core to measure their levels of glucose, oxygen, and lactate. So when people are telling you that vaccines are totally safe and they've been tested and proven, these are words that are irrelevant. I want to see the actual data. And I would like to see the data from all of the trials and all the tests where things didn't work out so well. But now we've reached a point where we're being told that a COVID-19 vaccination, this is an NBC News article from November 12th, COVID vaccine may have unpleasant side effects. That will mean it's working. Total inversion of reality. If it makes you really sick, it's not working. It's doing the opposite. Theoretically, it's working because it should prevent you from getting sick because you're getting a little dosage of the sickness. But this is all based on nothing. It's based on theory. And on November 23rd, a few days ago, CNBC reported, doctors say CDC should warn people the side effects from a COVID vaccine shot won't be a walk in the park. And that the CDC must be transparent about the side effects of this shot. And here's a scary sentence. The CDC must be transparent about the side effects people may experience after getting their first shot of a coronavirus vaccine, doctors urged during a meeting with CDC advisors last week, last Monday. Their first shot. Oh, they're going to get more than one shot. Okay. So I was thinking, you don't really have to inject this into people. You don't have to inject, like, Let's say that somebody really was trying to put like nano robots in your body, right? Nano is nano just means one billionth. That's all that it means. It doesn't mean it's a robot. It just means one billionth. It's very, very small. So if there's a robot that's made at this size, then it's a nanobot. You see, see what that means? Like nano bot. It's a bot. It's a robot. That's really, really small. But nano doesn't mean that it's a robot. And a lot of people get that confused. And so they're spreading this on the internet. They're trying to put nanobots in us. And it's like, okay, even if that were true, do you really think that anybody needs to use a vaccine, like a needle to put a nanobot in you? No. Do you really think that there needs to be some form of, uh, programmable synthetic RNA that controls the instruction process to produce different kinds of cells in the body? Do you think that that is a a thing that has to be injected into your body? 
no, it doesn't have to be injected into your body. It can enter your body in other ways. I think I put it in my book, Food Philosophy, and, and if I didn't put it in Food Philosophy, I know that there's a, there was a, a, an article somewhere that I had read. I think it was from The Telegraph, but they pulled the news article. It was about how if you consume genetically engineered foods, that it can alter, also alter your DNA, which sounds like you know an obvious statement. But the industry, the biotech industry, has said that that's just not possible. But I've read others like if you have sex with someone who consumes those foods, that material can pass on to you, not a sexually transmitted disease, but almost like a genetically engineered disease. Like you're just having the the, the information packet passed along to you. So, yeah, like this is common sense. I've been hearing, I mean, you, you, you think of it, someone said it at some point. And uh, I, I think here, this is the bottom line, all right? You have people that know nothing. Uh, and you have people that know nothing who watch a little bit of online news or they watch regular news on television or they listen to the radio and they think because they repeat what those people say. And I'm not talking about people that watch CNN. I'm talking about people that watch YouTube, BitChute. I'm talking about people that, maybe some of you, that, uh, that listen to those things and then repeat them without actually knowing what they're saying. And sometimes it's accurate and sometimes it's not. And you have to be really, really careful where you're getting your information. If you're getting your information from anonymous sources on the internet like Q and Reddit forums, I'm, I'm not sorry to tell you this information's not so accurate. And it's no wonder why people who don't believe it mock laugh and make fun of you because, well, they're kind of right. It's insane. However, people that think that it's insane, they also deserve the same kind of mocking and ridicule and laughter if you want to go to that level because they're believing the same types of things just from different sources and they don't really know what they believe either. They're just regurgitating talking points. And then you have other people who know exactly what they're doing, exactly what they believe, and they're carrying out their beliefs. They're following their beliefs. And then you have others that maybe are more like yourself and more like me, and we just like to look at things on a case-by-case basis. So when I'm listening to people tell me that this vaccine has nanobots and it's going to change our DNA and it's going to change the cellular structure of the body... Is it possible? Yeah. I mean, DARPA is developing this type of technology. They've done it since 2006. A Harvard professor found a way to reprogram RNA or mRNA to rewrite instructions to produce the cells that are in the body. So so basically like hijacking a biological system. And we know that According to this quality control investigation on vaccines, micro and nano contamination from the International Journal of Vaccines and Vaccinations, we know in their conclusion, to keep things really simple here, they verified the presence of saline, aluminum salts, but further, they found, quote, presence of micro, submicro, and nano sized inorganic foreign bodies ranging from 10 nm to about 10 microns, and that was identified in all of 
the cases. So they did find already nanocontamination in these vaccines. Now that could be because our entire environment, everything, everywhere is already infested with these nanoparticulates. And again, they're not robots per se. Although Ray Kurzweil from Google did say nanobots will infuse all the matter around us with information. Rocks, trees, everything will become these intelligent creatures. So however the nanocontamination got into the vaccines that were identified in this particular study, and I believe the doctors from this study had, maybe I don't know if they got arrested or they had their lab raided or something typical, were looking at what we know to be true. So if you're on one side of the fence and you're like, i got to get a vaccine, it's safe, it's effective, etc., and then the other side of the fence you're like, no, vaccines are bad, they're going to put nanobots in your body, I think those are the two extremes. I think somewhere in the middle we can meet and say, okay, look, not all vaccines are safe. I don't think any vaccine is safe myself. It might lead to an accumulative effect in the body that causes harm later if it doesn't cause an immediate reaction. Something as simple as the tetanus shot has formaldehyde in it. Just go to the EPA's website, go to the CDC website, read about what they say formaldehyde is. If you don't know, it's poison, and they put that in your body with the tetanus shot. It's not good. So you have that, and then you have like DARPA funding, you have quality control investigations, and they're all finding basically the same thing. I mean, DARPA since 2006 has been working on a way to identify what they call viral pathogens in their PhD predicting health and disease program. And this led to the creation of their BTO office, Biological Technologies Office, that has launched an in vivo nano platform program which researches implantable nanotechnology. So DARPA has done this since 2006. Derek Rosie in 2010 discovered a way on how to manipulate using mRNA, how to manipulate cells in the body and DNA. We found nano and micro contamination in vaccinations. And just those three little details there tell us that, yeah, vaccinations could be a vehicle for this type of technology. But this is also technology that you don't need to have a vaccination to be introduced to. Perhaps you're asking what I mean by that. Well, nobody needs to inject nanoparticles into your body. Your body will welcome them in. They're very, very small. So you could put a mask on. A mask isn't going to prevent these things from coming into your mouth. But they, from what I understand, these particles are so small, they can just basically go right into through the skin, into the body. A mask would be irrelevant anyway. Just if we're using a mask as kind of like a, just kind of like a, a, a barrier between something like this. You don't have to breathe these things in. So we're beyond pathogens and viral particulates. We're talking about nano-sized particles and perhaps even smaller that can just go right into the body. We're talking about things that even if you had to breathe them in would go right through a mask, no matter how fancy your mask was or what color it was, if it matched your shoes. We're beyond masks. We're beyond social distancing. We're beyond viruses. We're talking about synthetic 
RNA, synthetic mRNA, that reprograms the instructions to produce cells in the body. And, and, and this is what happens when you don't have the proper amount of sunlight. Your RNA in the body doesn't know how to communicate, and it produces rapid cellular growth. So this is how the sun can actually give you cancer if you don't have, or a cancerous growth, if you don't have enough sunlight. So this is all very real, and it's been studied officially for at least 14 years now. You've had DARPA, you've had independent scientists both verify this. You've had scientists that have verified nanocontamination in vaccines. So if we're talking about injecting a vaccine into the body and nanobots flooding the body like John Connor in that really bad Terminator movie recently, whatever that one was, where he was like filled with nanites. Okay, uh, you know, they, they could do it that way, but why, why would they want to do that? Why would they want to waste? I mean, that just kind of seems like uh, kind of seems like a waste of time. I'm going to try to force everybody to take a vaccine to get these nanobots in your body. Why would you? Need, you don't need to do that. You would just do what Ray Kurzweil said. You would nanobots will infuse all the matter around us with information. They're talking about putting them in rocks and trees. Everything will become these intelligent computers. And I think this is where. Various schools of thought tend to lose logic because you don't need a vaccine to put nanobots in the body. You don't need a vaccine to put nanobots in rocks or trees. They're not vaccinating rocks or trees. They're just going to be in rocks and trees, according to Ray Kurzweil from Google. So you don't need the vaccine to get these things in your body. There is, sure, nanocontamination, microcontamination. It's uncertain why there's that contamination. Maybe it's part of, I mean, they make, you know, when you're producing something medical, just like you're producing something for space, it's done in like a sterile, clean environment. But who knows how much of our world is already infused with nanobots and this form of nanotechnology. Nanites. So it's not that someone intentionally put it in there, right? Well, I mean, if you, if you think about it like this, if you were, um, if you looked like Klaus Schwab, if you looked like you could be a, a villain in a Hollywood movie, and you had this idea to vaccinate the world, or more so Bill Gates, but Schwab looks way more evil than Gates does, I think. But if you were like Bill Gates, and you're like, we just want to help the world by developing these vaccines. If you just wanted to help the world and you develop these vaccines, why, why would you? But your, but your intention was to harm people and it, it was to inject them with nanobots. Like, this is the argument. All right. And I don't buy this argument from one side of the spectrum. Why would you, like, base your entire evil agenda on whether or not people chose to get vaccinated or whether or not in some places like the states, the United States, legislators would decide to make them mandatory, knowing that there are always going to be people that refuse. You're going to rest your whole evil plan 
on whether or not people will willingly acquiesce. Now, you could say, well, it's a spiritual thing. they got to get you to participate because they can't. Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, I get that concept, but I mean, by participating in any forum, you're acquiescing. Like, I don't buy that either. Something else is going on here. Because if you if you're an evil genius, all right, you're an evil genius, then you probably would find other ways, other methods to as a backup plan and as like a secondary layer of assault if people don't participate in your evil plans, right? So Kurzweil said nanobots will infuse all matter around us with information. And this is a statement by Julian Assange. Remember WikiLeaks? Here's what Julian Assange had to say. Kind of sounds similar to Kurzweil. Intelligent evil dust uh, scattered everywhere like, like confetti in everything. Just like Kurzweil said. Nanobots will infuse all the matter around us with information. Rocks, trees, everything will become these intelligent creatures. Julian Assange said, Intelligent evil dust uh, scattered everywhere like, like confetti in everything. And if you go to UC Berkeley's website from 2016, they have a headline, Sprinkling of Neural Dust Opens Door to Electrocuticles. But it's not just UC Berkeley. You can go to articles from Computer World and Fizz.org. Smart Dust Technology or Smart Dust Technology could reshape space telescopes. Smart Dust could help medicine, manufacturing, and the military, and more. Smart Dust can spy on your brain. MIT Technology Review from 2013. So this stuff has been around for a while. Smart dust, neural dust. Smart dust is like the slang. It's like chemtrail, but they call it geoengineering. Berkeley calls it electrocuticles, neural dust. We'll call it smart dust, but Julian Assange called it evil dust. Intelligent evil dust uh, scattered everywhere like, like confetti in everything. In everything. Nanobots will infuse all the matter around us with information. Trees, rocks, everything will become these intelligent computers. See a pattern? Maybe the vaccination isn't necessarily safe. It's probably very dangerous and poisonous, and they're even telling you that now. NBC News, CNBC News, vaccine may have unpleasant effects. That means it's working. Once you get the vaccine, it won't be a walk in the park, says CNBC. You'll experience these horrible things after getting your, quote, first shot of a coronavirus vaccine, end quote. So it's not going to be pleasant. They're definitely doing something that's harmful. But does it have anything to do with nanites or intentional nanoparticulate, synthetic nanoparticulate contamination, according to the International Journal of Vaccines and Vaccination? I mean, if the evil geniuses or the evil monsters, whatever you want to call them, if these people really found a way or were looking for a way to put this stuff in your body, I, they don't need to do it with vaccines. You see what I mean? You don't need to have a vaccine. You, you would just need 
to put it in the environment to infuse all the matter around us uh, evil intelligent dust like Assange said and it's so prolific the production that even UC Berkeley has it some basically for all intents and purposes some kids design this stuff but it goes back much further it's much older it's it's infused everything around us already it seems so why the concern about it in vaccines do they activate it why would you need to activate it with a vaccine what if the vaccine was just kind of like the mark of the beast in a sense what if the mark of the beast or the vaccine was just a matter of who participates and who doesn't it's like a gold star it's like a little marker to determine who is going to participate in the Great Reset or who's going to participate in the global government and who's going to be on the outside. It's going to be harmful, the vaccine, but I don't know if they need it to spread this stuff that can be spread through evil, intelligent dust. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Check out the website at thesecretteachings.info. We'll be right back. Intelligent evil dust uh, scattered everywhere like, like confetti in everything. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out The Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's The Fringe FM. If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, Ryan, and yourself. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. 
Why listen to the Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Root brings you everything occult with Lighting the Void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on the Fridge FM. This is Kev Baker of the Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. out there and so are we ktlk digital broadcasting the fringe fm they've delivered us a clear victory a convincing victory a victory for we the people What's happened? The chance has been elaborating on a plot by the Jedi to overthrow the Senate. The lightning Jedi will be hunted down and defeated. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez doesn't want people to forget the people who continue to enable you-know-who. In a tweet asking, is anyone archiving the you-know-who sycophants when they try to downplay or deny their complicity in the future? The attendant on my life has left me scar and Press the so-called reset button. My resolve has never been stronger. Of peace and the nature of order. In order to ensure the security and continuing stability, the Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire for a safe and secure society. It's a historical moment of time, not only to fight severe virus, but to shape the system. We have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path. It is an opportunity we have never had before and uh, may never have again. So we must use all the levers we have at our disposal. It is imperative that we reimagine, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate and rebalance our worlds. We 
can do this. We can build back better. To ensure that we do not fall back to old recipes, but that we really look at forward-oriented solutions. We're seeing all over this nation, all cities and all parts of the country, indeed across the world, an outpouring of joy, of hope, renewed faith, and tomorrow, bring a better day. And give everybody in this country a fair shot. That's all they're asking for, a fair shot. of peace and the nature of order. We are standing up for America and for the American people. And we are also standing up for the world. That is why America will always choose independence and cooperation over global governance, control, and domination. My single greatest concern. This president is going to try to steal this election. The Chancellor's been elaborating on a plot by the Jedi to overthrow the Senate. They've delivered us a clear victory, a convincing victory, a victory for we, the you know, an outpouring of joy, of hope. Press the so-called reset button, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate, and rebalance our world. This is how liberty dies. I'm Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. We've heard a lot about COVID-19 vaccinations and how those vaccines could contain any number of things based on both evidence and theorizing. You can call it a conspiracy theory, sure. They're also calling the Great Reset a conspiracy theory. There's an article that says the Biden presidency has its first conspiracy theory, the Great Reset. Joe Biden isn't president yet, but his incoming White House already has its first conspiracy theory to deal with, the Great Reset. Really? Well, if I go to the World Economic Forum, they will tell me that they have a great reset plan and Prince Charles and Klaus Schwab and, you know, maybe they're just having fun. They're just playing around with the idea of a great reset, right? You know, to build back better. I mean, I even have a book written by Klaus Schwab I just got. It's called The Great Reset. But this is all about creating an alternate reality. Just like the office of the president-elect, it's not a real office. Biden's not actually speaking to anybody. They're creating an alternate reality. And dismissing and leaving behind the organic reality. Which is part of, I think, a microcosm of the greater macrocosm of eliminating organic life and replacing it with synthetic life. 
I've read this quote over and over and over again, but it's so important. Ray Kurzweil, chief executive officer at Google, wrote a couple of books. One of the books he wrote, he said, quote, nanobots will infuse all the matter around us with information. Rocks, trees, everything will become these intelligent computers. The founder of WikiLeaks, Julian Assange, also said something very similar. Intelligent evil dust uh, scattered everywhere like, like confetti in everything. Intelligent evil dust scattered everywhere like confetti in everything. Just like Kurzweil said. Julian Assange found the same thing. So when you start talking about smart dust, neural dust, evil dust, it's a very disturbing topic because you can't see it. And it's all around you. It's in rocks, trees, it's in your body. And it allows for, depending on the kind of smart dust, neural dust, nanotechnology that we're talking about, it would allow for, according to DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency in 2010, through their Biological Technologies Office and their In Vivo Nano Platform Program, to implant nanotechnologies in the body, in what they call hydrogel. Hydrogel is a nanotechnology that would allow sensors to be placed in the body to measure the levels of glucose, oxygen, and lactate, among other things. Once it's inside of the body, human cells would be at the mercy of this mRNA program And it would allow for essentially total control of the biological system without even replacing it with synthetic biology. And of course, DARPA, in 2014, working on this, were working on research by the Canadian scientist Derek Rossi in 2010, who said that they found a way to reprogram mRNA to produce the types of cells they would like in the body. So that is real. That is official. That's happening. Just like the Great Reset and Klaus Schwab, he wrote a book on it, it's happening. To what extent is it happening? And to what extent are there manufactured disinformation campaigns on the subject of vaccines or the Great Reset? So what happens is, You get these ideas, like this article from the Daily Beast. It's a, it's just, it's it's actually kind of funny. It says the Great Reset is a hodgepodge of one-world government fears that has gained steam in the wake of Biden's win. It's been fed by right-wing propaganda, right-wing media personalities who have told their audiences that Biden is bent on launching said reset by using the coronavirus pandemic to ban religion, crush small businesses, and turn humans into something like robots, or replace them with actual robots. Now, if someone just reads that, they'll think, oh, well, that's just a conspiracy theory, right? I mean, who goes and actually reads what Klaus Schwab said? Klaus Schwab says in his book, a very telling sentence, a new world will emerge, the contours of which are for us to both imagine and draw. Many of us are pondering when things will return to normal. The short response is never. 
Nothing will ever return to the broken sense of normalcy that prevailed prior to the crisis because the coronavirus pandemic marks a fundamental inflection point in our global trajectory. The world as we knew it in the early months of 2020 is no more, dissolved in the context of the pandemic. That's what Klaus Schwab wrote in the introduction to his book, COVID-19, The Great Reset, unless I'm pronouncing those words wrong. The Great Reset, Klaus Schwab and Theory Mallory. But no, it's just a conspiracy theory. And so what they do is they take information out of context. They create straw men. And they tear down the straw men. That's what a straw man's there for. So when you look at the Great Reset, like this, for example, pro-Trump personalities Diamond and Silk have warned their audience on Newsmax TV that Biden is behind the Great Reset plot. No, Biden's not behind the Great Reset plot. But that's the straw man. And when you can easily prove Biden's not behind it, I mean, Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum. He's much more in charge. But when you say that, no, Klaus Schwab's in charge of it. It's like, who's Klaus Schwab? What are you talking about? Biden's not in charge of it. It's not real. It's a conspiracy theory. It's wrong. It's meant to discredit Biden. You're trying to destroy the country. And isn't that just irritating? But that's why it's done like this, because it's meant to confuse. This is the nature of propaganda. Truth mixed with a teeny tiny bit of disinformation. But if you want to compare that with RNA vaccines and nanobots and things like that, same exact thing. DARPA has awarded Moderna, you know, Moderna, up, up to $56 million to enable small-scale rapid mobile manufacturing of nucleic acid vaccines and therapeutics. Moderna, a biotechnology company pioneering messenger RNA therapeutics and vaccines to create a new generation of transformative medicines for patients, announced and this was on October 8th, an agreement for a commitment up to $56 million from the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency to fund development of a mobile manufacturing prototype leveraging Moderna's existing manufacturing technology that is capable of rapidly producing vaccines and therapeutics. The agreement builds on a previous assistance grant with DARPA established in 2013, which was one year before DARPA's Biological Technologies Office, BTO, launched its in vivo nanoplatform program, we talked about earlier, where they designed implantable nanotechnologies that they called hydrogel. And once this stuff is in your body, they got you. But they don't need to use a vaccine to put it into your body. And so you hear on the internet, and I'm not sure if it's in mainstream news as a conspiracy theory that they're trying to discredit, but you hear it all over the internet and all over radio. It's like, oh, the, they're going to put nanobots in my body. They're going to put all these things in my body with a vaccine. I really think that that is a, a straw man. And I think that it's an unintentional straw man that comes about as a result of not fully understanding that the technological development to create nanotechnology, nanobots, 
and other things and to reprogram not just cells in the body through mRNA, but to reprogram matter, that it's so far advanced beyond having to stick it into your body manually that it can be done automatically by putting it into the environment. But that's not as sexy as, don't get a vaccine, there's nanobots in it. And if I say, well, I don't really think there's nanobots in it. Well, you man, you haven't read what Q said. You know, it's that kind of stuff. It's like, no, I read what DARPA said. I read what Moderna said. Um, I read what the International Journal of Vaccine and Vaccination said, or at least what was they published, New Quality Control Investigations on Vaccines, Micro and Nano Contamination, where they found uh, aluminum salts and they found uh, saline. But more importantly, the presence of micro, submicro, and nano-sized inorganic foreign bodies ranging from 10 nm to about 10 microns identified in all cases of all the vaccines that were investigated, that were looked at. So whether that's intentional or a byproduct of other, other forms of nanocontamination, it's in the environment. I mean, do I need to play Assange again? Intelligent evil dust uh, scattered everywhere like, like confetti in everything. Do I need to, quote, Kurzweil again? Nanobots will infuse all the matter around us with information. Rocks, trees, everything will become these intelligent computers. So they don't need to put it into you with a vaccine. And so maybe the vaccine is not what anybody thinks it is. It Maybe the vaccine isn't to make you healthier. I mean, that's obvious. It's not to prevent you from getting sick. Uh, that's obvious. Even mainline news from NBC to CNBC, uh, two different articles over a month. COVID vaccine may have unpleasant side effects. That means it's working. Doctors say CDC should warn people the side effects from COVID vaccine shots won't be a walk in the park. The CDC must be transparent about the side effects people may experience after getting their first shot. Just your first shot of a coronavirus vaccine. So they're definitely not going to make you better, especially if you're already not sick and then you get this thing, then you will get sick. But maybe they're not about putting nanobots in your body or sterilizing you even. Maybe it's more complex than that. Maybe the vaccine is a marker system. Maybe the vaccine is a system by which whether something's being injected into you or simply by acquiescing to participate in the vaccine program, you are acquiring a kind of mark of the beast. And there are many different things that that mark can be just symbolically. And that if you don't have the vaccine, you can't go to concerts, you can't go to sporting events, you can't fly, you know. And what coincides with these fly, uh, flying policies today? They're going to have, you know, the travel pass, the multi-pass, right? You're going to have to have your vaccine immunization record to go onto a plane. And this just happens to be around uh, next year at this time in the United States. We were supposed to have uh, national ID cards, basically with microchips and little gold stars on them to be able to travel domestically. This rapidly overtook that reality. Maybe it was taking too long because it kept being pushed back. It's taken 20 years to get there after 9-11. The system just works too slow. We need to override it with a reset. And I think it's so funny, people, 
are like, no, that re- re- great reset thing, that's a, just a Joe Biden conspiracy. Really? Well, he said it uh, on video. He said, we said to put the, push the reset button. I mean, what do you think they got that idea of build back better? What do you think that is? You know, they use the three banners of communist China in the Biden-Harris logo. The three banners was a, was a slogan that was meant to encourage people to build back China after the revolution. What do you think that means? But beyond that, what if the vaccine was just like a litmus test to decide who is going to participate, like the masks and all that? I don't know what it is. I'm just giving you the information that I have, but what I do know is that nobody needs to inject these things into you. Let me explain why. August 3rd, 2016. And keep in mind that like the hydrogel that DARPA created, this neural dust that according to UC Berkeley, sprinkling of neural dust opens door to electrocuticles will do the exact same thing. And this was two years after DARPA developed it. Berkeley said, hey, we've got it. UC Berkeley engineers have built the first dust-sized wireless sensors that can be implanted in the body, bringing closer the day when a Fitbit-like device could monitor internal nerves, muscles, or organs in real time. If we go back to what DARPA said, hydrogel technology is nanotech, and the inventor of it said, if it pans out with approval from the FDA, then consumers could get the sensors implanted in their core to measure the levels of glucose, oxygen, and lactate. UC Berkeley brings us closer to a day when a Fitbit device could monitor internal nerves, muscles, or organs in real time. And they even have a picture of the little nano-electrocuticles, wireless, batteryless implantable sensors could improve brain control of prosthetics, avoiding wires that go through the skull. They're really trying to make it more convenient. Because these battery-less sensors could also be used to stimulate nerves and muscles, the technology also opens the door to electrocuticles to treat disorders such as epilepsy or to stimulate the immune system or tamp down inflammation. The so-called neural dust, which the team implanted in the muscles and peripheral nerves of rats, is unique in that ultrasound is used both to power and read out the measurements. Ultrasound technology is already well-developed for hospital use, and ultrasound vibrations can penetrate nearly everywhere in the body, unlike radio waves, the researchers say. An associate professor of electrical engineering and computer science, one of the study's main authors, Mitchell Maharbiz, that I think the long-term prospects for neural dust are not only within nerves and the brain, but much broader. And then th- these couple words here, having access to in-body telemetry has never been possible because there has been no way to put something super tiny, super deep. But now I can take a speck of nothing and park it next to a nerve or organ, your GI tract or a muscle, and read out the data. End quote. These electrocuticle sensors are three millimeters long, attached to a nerve fiber in a rat in one of the studies here. Once implanted, the battery-less sensor is powered and the data read out by ultrasound. Engineers at UC Berkeley developed this. 
DARPA has financed this. Harvard scientists have developed this. Google executive Kurzweil said it will be all around us all the time. All the matter around us will be infused with nanobots. Rocks, trees, everything will become these intelligent creatures. Julian Assange said, Intelligent evil dust uh, scattered everywhere like, like confetti in everything. Intelligent evil dust everywhere spread about like confetti. It will be in everything. The sensors, according to UC Berkeley, which the researchers have already shrunk to a one millimeter cube, this was back in 2016, about the size of a large grain of sand, contain a piezoelectric crystal that converts ultrasound vibrations from the outside of the body into electricity to power the tiny onboard transistor that is in contact with the nerve or muscle fiber. A voltage spike in the fiber alters the current and the vibration of the crystal, which changes the echo detected by the ultrasound receiver, typically the same device that generates the vibrations. The slight change, called backscatter, allows them to determine the voltage. They go on to describe in the article the experiment, how this is done. According to neuroscience graduate student Ryan Neely, the original goal of the Neural Dust Project was to imagine the next generation of brain-machine interfaces and to make it a viable clinical technology. If a paraplegic wants to control a computer or a robotic arm, you could just implant this electrode in the brain and it would last essentially a lifetime. In a paper published online in 2013, the researchers estimated that they could shrink the sensors down to a cube fi- uh, 50 microns on a side about two thousandth of an inch, or half the width of a human hair. At that size, the moats could nestle up to just a few nerve axons and continually record electrical activity. So these devices, developed by UC Berkeley in the theme of neural dust, smart dust, are much larger than what DARPA essentially invented um, with their hydrogel, but it's the same exact kind of technology. And you don't see this kind of stuff. And again, it's not as sexy. It's like, it's just, it's it's overkill. Like, you can't really campaign against this. You can't really say, well, I'm not getting, I'm not getting microchipped with neural dust. Well, you don't have a choice. It's in the, it's in the air. It's in the food. It's in the environment. It's in rocks. You ever hugged a tree? It's in the tree. It's not meant to scare you. It's just meant to recognize, like, the technology is much more advanced, and if you think, hey, I'm not going to get a vaccine, I don't want this stuff in my body, I don't want to participate in this, and I think a lot of you think that, I know that I think that, at some point we have to recognize whatever's happening, and there's a lot more than we could ever put our finger on, put our gaze on, whatever's happening, it's inevitable what's happening. Not that certain things can't be stopped, but that it's in the environment, it's everywhere, The organic world is being replaced with synthetics. And whether it's engineers at Berkeley or it's DARPA and the Department of Defense or black operation projects, this neural dust, the smart dust, just like you saw in Alien Covenant, where this stuff goes into the guy's ear and then he transforms into this biological uh, creature, this synthetic biological creature, 
um, because that black goo substance in Alien was a biological weapon that was created to create and destroy life. Two forms of black goo. And this neural dust, this reprogrammable matter, is no different. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and this is The Secret Teachings, www.thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe today. Support the show, please. It really does keep us on air, and it helps us to do this show five nights a week, more perhaps than you know. You can subscribe to the archive, get access to the shows and the montages, and buy one of the books, www.thesecretteachings.info. More after this. Don't go anywhere. This is James McCanny, and I would like to influence you to listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. It's a show that brings you a tremendous amount of variety with insight uh, with a lot of great guests. And uh, visit my webpage, jmccsci.com. appreciate your support. Intelligent evil dust uh, scattered everywhere like, like confetti in everything. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this... And that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing. I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now, so... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week, and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories, critical thinking skills and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. But don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. Find the Fringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Don't settle for less. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. 
for a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Why listen to the Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Root brings you everything occult with Lighting the Void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are the Fringe FM. This is Jess Rogie from the Rogie Report News, and I literally sift through hundreds of articles a week to bring you the best in Fringe News. Check out the Rogie Report News here on the Fringe FM. You can't handle the truth! Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where happiness is an illusion. Here, where the past, present, and future all co- coexist on the same timeline. Welcome to a future where our true re- reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Yeah, the truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. On The Secret Teachings, we use history and anthropology, magic and esotericism, and even a little bit of nutrition and comedy mixed with some great guests to examine our world and beyond. For 10 years, we've used occultism and symbols to bring you a unique and objective look at the past, present, and future. Join us by tuning in Monday through Friday to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, exclusively new right here on The Fringe FM, www.thesecretteachings.info. Yeah, you're a proper pro. And I just want to thank you, Ryan, for having me on. I've heard a few of your shows and you go deep, brother. You go deeper than a deep sea diver in a shipwreck. So uh, been great to be a part of your show. You've got a tremendous amount of knowledge yourself. You've clearly put in the hours of research and I commend you for that. So I'm very happy to have been a part of your show today. Thanks again for the invitation. This is Mark Devlin, author of Musical Truth, Volumes 1 and 2 musicaltruthbook.com online and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable It's from Ground Zero Radio But no, I really appreciate being on your show and you ask great questions and have a dialogue and not every show does that This is Linda Godfrey, author of Monsters Among Us My website is lindagodfrey.com and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Brian Gable.
I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Sprinkling, uh, sprinkling of neural dust. You ever heard of neural dust? Neural dust is this stuff that UC Berkeley developed. And it's basically small enough to attach to nerve cells and provide a real-time readout of body data. Like a Fitbit device, but it's inside of your body. And the size of these electrocuticles, the size of these little dust-sized particles, they're a little bit larger than what DARPA has worked on, but they're moving in the direction of having them to be the same size where they are unidentifiable to the naked eye. DARPA, with their BTO program, developed their in vivo nano platform that allowed them to further develop hydrogel, which is a nanotechnology that would allow for real-time measurements from the body of glucose, oxygen, lactate, and other things. We've heard over the last couple of months that a COVID-19 vaccination would allow for RNA manipulation. And this is based on research conducted at Harvard by a Harvard scientist and research conducted by DARPA. Millions have been given by DARPA now to Moderna to further develop RNA medications and vaccinations that would go into the body. And if you don't know about RNA, it programs for the replication of cells. And if your DNA and your RNA, in my view, aren't left alone, well, this could trigger like direct genetic engineering, a cascading waterfall effect of negative consequences. There were a couple of mice in a genetic CRISPR engineering study that were blind. And these mice were healed of their blindness, according to the scientists. And although they said the mice looked fine, they didn't know that the mice had suffered from thousands of genetic mutations and hundreds of genes that were simply deleted or added at random parts on the genome. And even the artificial intelligence, even the algorithms and the the computers didn't predict it. And all they did was alter a single gene. So imagine multiple genes being tampered with. Imagine synthetic biology, which Berkeley has also been working on. Imagine using mRNA to reprogram cellular production in the body to produce any kind of cell within a biological organism that one chooses to create. Imagine that if you took all of this technology and you were to give it to an artificial intelligence apparatus that you give control to to all of the data and all the technology to process it and to support medical systems and things like this, what is to stop that artificial intelligence from redesigning 
and telling us, you know, like we rely on computers. So the computer would tell us, this is what you should do. This is how you should do it. This is what should be altered. I mean, this is, to say the very least, not just dangerous. It's very, very asinine. It's very foolish to participate in this type of uh, Russian roulette with genetics, uh, Russian roulette with human life, uh, Russian roulette with planetary, not just life, but planetary consciousness. And it's one thing to utilize words and create propaganda so that people feel as if this is a warm, fuzzy thing and that it's safe and that it's been proven and all these words that are hollow husks and shells that mean nothing. It's another thing to actually implement this technology and to convince people that it's good for them. I mean, it's like an alien invasion. I don't know what else to compare it to. Maybe the people that are doing it are just very, very lost. Maybe they think that they're found and they think that this is all very good for, for, for humans, for medicine, for preventing diseases and things like that. But they know with the COVID vaccine, it's already causing people to die. It's already caused people to, it's going to cause people to get very sick officially. And they say it's 90% effective. Well, 90% effective in doing what? They don't ever tell you it's 90% effective in preventing COVID-19. They can't legally say that because they can't prove it. They can't predict it. The algorithms can't predict it. So they say it's proven. It's just a nice feel-good word. Would you like to take your shot today, Nancy? Well, I don't know, doctor. Has it been proven? It sure has been proven. Well, then sure, I'll take one, and let's get one for Timmy, too. Proven to do what? What has it been proven to do? Like Roundup commercials. Roundup. Proven since 1974. Proven to do what? Kill the weeds? That's the implication. Proven to do what? Prevent you from getting sick? That's the implication. But they're not proven to do anything. They've been proven to kill people. Flu shots have been proven to kill people this year. Dozens of people. But they've not been proven to make people better or to prevent people from getting sick, which is the point. But they will make you sick, which is an inversion of reality. But regardless of what you think about vaccines, last night on the show we talked about COVID Commander and how COVID Commander wants you to thank your overlords this holiday season for telling you how to social distance and wear masks and all that. And I know that when, when, when you hear those words, like you're really tired of hearing them, but I'm not talking about them in the standard political, social way. Like if you listen to last night's show, I thought it was a fantastic show. I'm probably going to replay it next week. Because it was, it was such a good show. But the point of the show was you have all these people that are telling you wear masks and do this and social distance, etc. All these governors and mayors and doctors, but they've all been seen without masks, partying, without masks, having dinner, not even eating, just standing there talking, no masks, no social distancing, inside. They've been seen at government buildings without masks. They tell us what to do. Do what we say, not what we do. And this is the simplest proof that all the health concerns are not really that severe, are they? It also means that all these commands have not prevented their perceptual worsening of the situation. 
Commanders for COVID don't care. They just want you to be thankful to them. So if none of those things work, like that's not a discussion about whether or not you're pro or anti anything. It's, well, if things are really bad and we should be doing this, then why aren't governors doing it? Well, they're not worried about getting sick, of course, because they're not going to get sick. Maybe they're immune because what makes you sick is nano in size. And maybe what is nano in size can be turned on and off, not just to receive and send signals about bodily functions like hydrogel uh, for glucose, oxygen, and lactate, or to read out, you know, other data from the body like Berkeley wants to do, UC Berkeley. If it can send and receive signals for the activation for its, because it's batteryless, and it can send out information from inside the body, you could also send information into the body to take control of the nerves, to take control of, you know, the liver, the kidneys, the lungs, the heart. Maybe you have kidney failure. Maybe you have a heart attack. Maybe these things are in your brain, like Berkeley wants to do, to help people control prosthetic limbs, to help people control computers. If you can send that signal through the brain to help them control a computer, this brain-computer interface, which is what they're developing these electrocuticles for, this nanotech, you can use it to control the brain. Like that old episode of SpongeBob where Plankton got into SpongeBob's brain and he's got like these levers and he's, he's controlling him through his brain. But Plankton's this little teeny tiny small thing. But he's controlling this much larger organism. SpongeBob, right? And he's walking them to get, the cra- get, to, get to get the Krabby Patty. And he's inside the brain and he puts like a little microchip thing in his brain and controls him. They don't have to implant Neuralink into your brain. That's like the public version of it. That's the commercial version of it. What DARPA is developing and has been for about a decade or more, what Berkeley developed is in the middle of commercialization and black operations. What all of these devices and technologies are, they're coming from the same place. Very small, very tiny. You can't really see them with the naked eye when they're really, really the nano particulates. And they are everywhere. And they don't have to use a vaccine to inject these into your body. It happens naturally in the environment. Like Ray Kurzweil said, one more time, this very important quote, nanobots will infuse all, in capitals, all, A-L-L, all the matter around us with information. Rocks, trees, everything will become these intelligent computers. We already are intelligent computers, and everything in the world is already information. But what he's saying is nanobots will infuse all the matter around us with controllable, synthetic, programmable information. Rocks, trees, everything will become these intelligent computers that will be reprogrammable. And this can be done through hydrogel, 
This can be done through smart dust, neural dust, or what Julian Assange, the founder of WikiLeaks, said, an evil dust. Intelligent evil dust uh, scattered everywhere like, like confetti in everything. Intelligent evil dust scattered everywhere like confetti. Just pause for a moment and consider that and listen to that one more time. With what Ray Kurzweil said to Hydrogel, to UC Berkeley, to using nanotechnology for any number of things like creating medication or vaccinations, like nanotechnology doesn't mean robots per se, but does it relate to bots? Yeah, because if the bots are that small, then they're nanobots. New quality control investigation on vaccines, micro and nano contamination. What did they find from 2017? Well, they found the presence of micro, submicro, and nano sized inorganic foreign bodies. Here's Assange. Intelligent evil dust uh, scattered everywhere, like, like confetti in everything. You would not need to inject people with a COVID 19 or any vaccination to put this stuff in the body. I can't emphasize that enough. You don't have to put this in the body with a vaccine. So people are afraid the vaccine's going to put nanotechnology inside of me. No, it's already there. To what extent, I have no idea. But it's already there. It's not even a theoretical possibility. It's a, at best, perhaps, for those of us concerned with it, a theoretical application Perhaps at the worst end of the spectrum, it is a real application that has already been done. I mean, Kurzweil wrote that years ago in his book. Hydrogel was developed six years ago, officially. In development, I'm sure, a lot longer. Berkeley developed these this electrocuticle system at least four years ago. It was made official. So if you're thinking COVID-19 vaccines are going to give me nanobots and nanites, they don't need to put nanites in that vaccine. They don't need to put nanobots. If they're trying to put nanobots in you in that vaccine, they just, they're just they in the environment. They've infused everything with synthetic information. It's not so much synthetic information as information that can be controlled. It's programmable matter is what it is to control and to manipulate and to determine the outcome of biological systems by controlling those biological systems. Programming mRNA to control mRNA so that you can choose the cellular production in the body. What would you like to produce? Well, if you're in control of it, you can produce pretty much anything you want. And this is where... I understand things get really, really spooky and scary because although I don't take a vaccination, I did not get my son vaccinated. I have literally like probably a foot tall, 12 inches tall of papers on why I don't get my son vaccinated because I've read everything from the CDC to the EPA to uh, the World Health Organization, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera on the subject of vaccines. I've read the history of it. I've written a book on it. And I'm not going to do it because I am informed. But when I tell somebody that, they're like, oh, you're just anti-vaccine. It's like, no, it's not that simple. Why do you trust those vaccines? Oh, because 
doctors and scientists and they start naming experts and professionals was like, well, did you read what they said? Do you really trust these people? Why would they want to hurt me? I don't know. Why would somebody want to rob you? Why would somebody want to rape you? Why would somebody want to steal your car? People do things for any number of reasons. Sometimes people steal cars to chop them up and make money. Sometimes people steal cars to go joyriding. Sometimes people just want to watch the world burn. Other times people have a very, very strict, organized plan of what they want to do to you. And they write about it. And then they finance news outlets to say it's a conspiracy theory to discredit it like the Kennedy assassination. But let me give you a quick example. The World Health Organization, in their own publication, on the subject of ways in which, through non-pharmaceutical public health measures, mitigation for the risk of epidemics and pandemics can be avoided. And this, this is what the World Health Organization said. There is no evidence that this is effective in reducing transmission. What is this? Well, face masks worn by asymptomatic people are conditionally recommended in severe epidemics or pandemics to reduce transmission in the community, although there is no evidence that this is effective in reducing transmission. No evidence. None. However, there is a lot of evidence that they're dangerous. And so the World Health Organization goes on to say, in their recommendation, Disposable surgical masks are recommended to be worn at all times by symptomatic individuals when in contact with other individuals. Although there is no evidence that this is effective in reducing transmission, there is mechanistic plausibility for the potential effectiveness of this measure, and that is a lot of assumption and insinuation and implication. Mechanistic plausibility for the effectiveness that is potential of this measure. That's what the World Health Organization actually says, despite what the media tells you that they say. And then the Centers for Disease Control 2019 novel coronavirus real-time RT-PCR diagnostics panel. You would think that this uh, would not be a statement, but performance characteristics, analytical performance, limit of detection, so detecting the virus. And it says no qualified virus isolates of the 2019 in COV are currently available as of July 13th, 2020, when this was published. So if they don't have any isolates available, how are they making that vaccine? How are they doing it in record time? Perhaps the vaccine is merely to see who will participate and who will acquiesce. Who is going to lay down their brains and their minds and their consciousness and their spirit and soul and their arms and participate, and who is going to pick up their mind and their brain and their soul and their consciousness and their spirit and their arms and resist it. I'm sure they'll be really nasty. It might be sterilization. There might be a lot of things, but they don't need to put sterilization agents in vaccines. They don't need to put them intentionally in anything. Just a simple byproduct of pollution is good enough to sterilize large portions of the population. And you don't really need to put nanobots or nanites or anything like that, nanoparticulates, in a vaccine. They get in there with just basic contamination, and they're in the environment already. Like Assange said, like Kurzweil said, like Berkeley and DARPA said, 
It's all there, just like an alien covenant. This dust gets into this guy's ear, and then he transforms into this monster, this biological um, strange form, a xenomorph, or he becomes an incubator for the xenomorph. It's a forced biological transition, synthetic biology, and replacing organic life with synthetic life. They don't need a vaccine to put this into your body. So what's the vaccine for? There's something to ponder over the weekend. Maybe everybody's been wrong. It's not meant to sterilize you. It's not meant to kill you. It's not meant to do anything like that or put nanobots in your body. Maybe the vaccine is the distraction from something else. And it's a lot sexier, too. I, I don't want the vaccine. I refuse to participate. Well, what else is going to happen? Maybe you can't opt out of neural dust, smart dust, evil dust. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you have a good weekend. If you haven't already, subscribe to the archive at www.thesecretteachings.info. It's really simple. You can subscribe for a week or a year. You can do the reoccurring payment or a donation. You get access to all the shows to download and stream and the montages to listen when you'd like. It's all on the website, and you can access all my digital books on the website with your subscription. You can also buy the books separately if you'd like to support the show that way. When you subscribe, when you support the show in that way, it literally helps us to stay on air. Because I've pretty much you know, lost my job outside of here. I have a very limited amount of work, and I put all my effort and time into the secret teachings. You've supported the show over the years, and it's grown into what it is today. And we're going to continue to keep growing right here on The Fringe FM. So thank you all so much for supporting us and being there for us, just like we're there for you five nights a week. I hope you have a great weekend. If you have any comments or questions, email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. be up for tonight's broadcast of the secret teachings but don't worry you can still catch us monday through friday right here exclusively on the fringe fm you can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at the secret teachings.info to get in contact with us you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com stay tuned to ktlk digital broadcasting the fringe fm